Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast this Thursday evening. You're about to listen to a message from the Poimano, bringing you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor, Dag Heward Mills. God's aim for his children is to make us into priests in his house. There is a calling on the lives of God's people to be holy and separated for the priesthood. Dag Heward Mills teaches you how you can be a good priest. He will share the high priestly qualifications that are listed in scripture and what you should expect when walking in this important calling. In today's message, you'll discover the qualities that are required of a priest And even though we may not be worthy naturally, we thank God for his mercy and grace. Be sure to also stay tuned for a powerful prayer at the end of today's encouraging word. chapter 21 Leviticus chapter 21 all right Leviticus 21 and let's read from verse 1 
I just want to make a little commentary on the Old Testament priests. And I believe we'll be happy from there. Amen. Amen. Since we want to be priests unto the Lord, there are some things we must all learn. Amen. Amen. We talk about the anointing for building. And now we are talking about being priests in the house of the Lord. Amen. And the Lord said unto Moses, Speak unto the priests, the sons of Aaron, and say unto them, There shall none be defiled for the dead. Amen. Amen. Among his people, but for his kin that is near unto him, that is for his mother, for his father, for his son, for his daughter and his brother, and for his sister, a virgin, that is nigh unto him, which hath no husband. For her he may be defiled, but he shall not defile himself, being a chief man among his people, to profane himself. Amen. To be a good priest, the dead cannot preoccupy you. You cannot be occupied with the dead. And the dead of many people, many different dead bodies. Amen. Amen. In our culture, we are very, very oriented towards the dead. My this is dead, my this person is dead, my that person is dead. But Moses is telling the priest that if you want to get involved with dead bodies, it must be for his relative that is near unto him. Amen. Not far. You know, every time we want to deal with people who are far, my this, this is dead. And as people grow, we go for more funerals. How many have started that lifestyle already? Huh? Funerals. You are almost a funeral contractor. I know somebody, her, she just loves funeral every day. It's a Friday, Saturday, Saturday. Every day she's at a funeral. And, and my friend told me that she loves funeral so much. Now she has become one of the people who bats the dead bodies. And she just goes, she bats the body, she does everything. You know? So ladies and gentlemen, to be someone occupied with God, you must be more occupied with the living. Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. And really, we need to give honor to whom honor is due. But he said, but for his kin, that is near unto him. And for his mother, for his father, for his son, his daughter, his brother, for his sister, a virgin, that is nigh unto him. Which hath no husband. But when she becomes somebody's husband, you see that she's even going far. But he shall not defile himself, being a chief man among his people, to profane himself. Amen. Amen. Now, the next one is your hairstyle. They shall not make baldness upon their head. Remember, <laughs> Zaki, I think it's trying to affect you. <laughs> Neither shall they shave off the corner of their beard, nor make any cuttings in their flesh. Hallelujah. <laughs> so you see, the priests were not supposed to shave their head in a certain way and make certain cuttings which were pagan, idolatrous practices. 
Hallelujah. And uh, you can see that somehow, uh, you know, these things you can take them in many ways. You know, we can go in so many different directions, but I think that the principle behind them, and there could be several principles behind it. Some of them were medical, you know, and some of them, you, you could also, I remember I was in a church once, the pastor was talking about the young people who wanted to be pastors, and he was saying that, you know, some people, instead of shaving properly, so that you see that he's shaved, they don't shave. And if they have a beard, they have a scraggly beard with different designs on it. You don't know whether egg has poured onto it or something has poured onto it. And various adjustments. You get it? So whatever the case, the priest must look a certain way. If you're a lady, do your hair and come. And we will all see that you've done your hair. Hallelujah. They shall be holy unto God and not profane the name of the Lord. For the offerings of the Lord made by fire and the bread of their God they do offer. Therefore, they shall be holy. A pastor and a priest must endeavor to be holy. Amen. 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 Do you understand? Holiness is part of the priesthood. And if we are going to offer sacrifices to the Lord, we must develop holiness. And we must develop the art of being holy. And to be holy means to become more like God. You know, to be holy means to obey God. To do what He says. You know, when we were young, or younger, generally people feel that to not fornicate is holiness. Holiness is equal to not fornicating. How many realize that what I'm saying is true? If you don't fornicate, it means you are holy. Why is it that holiness has been equated to fornication or something sexual? Maybe it's because it is the thing that seems to draw us and affect so many people. But whatever it is, there needs to be a life of separation unto the Lord. Amen. How many are still ready to be priests? Wonderful. Then they shall not take a wife that is a whore or profane. Neither shall they take a woman put away from her husband. For he is holy unto God. Here again. You see when we go to Timothy, you see that the different comments that are made about priests are made here also. Amen. Amen. And you find out that um, what do you call it? There are different uh, things that are being said. Now he's saying here, don't marry a woman that is a whore. A woman that is a whore is someone who sleeps with someone, different people, and she's paid. We have different types of whores today. They dress, sleep with you, they buy shoes for you, buy dress. It's not, you don't charge directly. You get it? It's like, I do my service. It's like when we preach, we don't charge for the preaching. When I finish, I said, this preaching is 2.2 million, so we need to collect it. But I finish preaching, then I also give you a chance to give your offering. You get what I'm saying? And it's the same thing with the, this new type of prostitution. I do what I'll do. Then I, when I finish, 
I, without mentioning the charge, I give you an opportunity to give unto whatever you are, you have to offer. Zazo. So, whoever decides to be a priest must be particular about the person you want to marry. It will definitely affect you. If you are a man, you must not just choose a pretty girl. You can't just marry a beautiful girl or a pretty girl or what looks beautiful to you. You have to marry somebody who is spiritually beautiful. And if you want to serve the Lord at a high level of a priest, you must choose somebody who will be compatible with something like that. And, and, and you need to not look at just physical beauty. Because that physical beauty that you see is going to change. It's going to change. It changes. One pregnancy can change you forever. And so many things as life goes. You see, there are some people who are who look very young for a long time, then suddenly they become old. And there are some people who gradually become old, 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 gradually step by step. And there are some people who look young almost forever. And different kinds of designs that God has made. How do you know which one you are going to get? You cannot use the physical appearances to make a choice. And so you must choose somebody who desires to love God and serve God very well. Amen. Amen. And he will bless you Amen. when you choose that. So it must be one of the topmost priorities for choosing somebody for your marriage. Some of us, all we want is we want to marry an Ashanti. We just want to marry an Ewe. We just want to marry a Fanti. We want to marry a Ghana. We want to marry a Nigerian. We want to marry a Togolese. You may marry a Togolese devil. You may marry an Ashanti devil. Zambezi. You must go beyond and choose beyond the tribe and you must look at the beauty of the heart of the person and you must ask yourself does the person serve God without me without me being in the person's life because we are very good at pretending when we want something we can live in a way for a long time till we get what we want I know people who feel that being slain is a sign of spirituality. Yeah. So you see them being slain. Some people feel that lifting of hands makes them spiritual. You get it? So they do that. They try to lift their hands. Some people try to come to church. But when the motivation is gone, and they get tired of you they are gonna go women you are beautiful but your beauty and the power of your beauty to control 
is limited. Now people are being attracted to men. If you think you are the only ones, men are also being attracted to men now. <laughs> zoo, zoo, zoo. Zebra crossing. <laughs> Men are being attracted to men. They are desiring other men. And it's becoming more and more and more common. It's a wonderful thing. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So when you are getting married, look carefully. He said, don't marry a prostitute. I can go to town over here. I think it would be better we stay on the main road. What we go to the side road here, it will not be easy. We will directly fall into the bush. Amen. Are you listening? So don't just marry anybody. If you want to be a priest, how you cut your hair, even you can see that your appearance physically is important. Who you marry is very, very important. Ladies, Choose well. Huh? Don't look at the person's height. Or his size. We don't use height to be happy. He may marry a, a tall person, you'll be very sad. Don't look at the charm. You see, the charming guys, they charm everybody else. You are not the only one they charm. Hi, baby. What did you do to me, baby? The feeling is mutual. I'm going to give you my heart and I'll use batteries. Independent, 
either man or woman it's not going to be easy marriage is a wonderful thing in fact if you want to go to the highest level don't marry but that level is not easy to be there so if you know that you cannot Charlie, marry and be free verse 8 thou shalt sanctify him therefore for he offereth the bread of thy God and he shall be holy unto thee I am the Lord which sanctify you I am holy Amen. Amen and the daughter of any priest if she profane herself eh, by playing the whore she profaneth her father she shall be burnt with fire <laughs> Zulia we are supposed to burn sisters eh, or daughters of pastors hey we would have burnt a lot of children so you realize that even the family you know because to be a priest even the family is a different family amen and you see I'm saying this because God is calling some of us to the priesthood he's calling us to separate us you see a time to come and some years in the future the sons of pastors will be marrying the daughters of other pastors it becomes almost like a family of priests you marry within the priesthood if you go abroad Kenneth Higgins, Kenneth Higgins son was a pastor his daughter was a the son Kenneth Higgins son is, is Reverend Kenneth Higgins the daughter is a pastor's daughter Benny Hinn's wife is a pastor's daughter and so on mostly it's within the priesthood you don't just go and get a prostitute somebody who is beastly are you understanding what I'm saying only that we are new to these things so we are all children who deserve to be bent by fire and we are all coming to merge together to form the priesthood but your family and all these aspects greatly affect what you are doing hallelujah verse 10 and he that is the high priest among the brethren amen upon whose head the anointing oil was poured and that is consecrated to put on the garments shall not uncover his head nor rend his clothes amen hallelujah again this is another wonderful example it says upon whom the anointing oil is poured the anointing oil is what is used to consecrate you or separate you so if you are going into a higher office of the priesthood then you must understand you are being separated how many are ready to be separated you see my life I'm separate from the banks I'm separate from the Valkos and the um, private businesses and from many of the things that people are doing in life in the hospitals and the 
clinics and what have you is separate some separated that's a high bible said upon whom the oil has been poured it, it separates you to a different world I tell you, in fact, I wish I could take all of you to Tulsa, Oklahoma. When you go, you see, there's a world of ministry. I remember I was taking, I took one of our doctors, you know, brought him from New, New York area, and he, he went with me. When he went here, he said, look, I've come to see that there's a completely different world of people here who are in the ministry. Their world is ministry. Their whole lives are ministry. Their families are ministry. Everybody is ministry. And he said that when he's sitting in his hospital with his clinic meetings and so on, you think that that is the whole world. But when coming to Tulsa, he realized that there is a different world altogether. The world of ministry. People upon whom oil for separation has been poured. Consecrate means to separate yourself to the Lord. When you are being anointed, you are being separated. And so when we are talking about the anointing, God is talking about separating you. When everybody is watching television, you may be alone not watching television. When everybody is having what I call useless socializing, write down that word, useless socializing. You'll be separated from useless socializing because you'll be separated to the Lord. Television watching, you'll be separated from the Lord. Aimless chatting, you'll be separated from these things. When people are... Uh, trying to get money or doing all sorts of things, you are separated unto the Lord, to the Lord's work, to His will, to His business. There's a world. There's a world out there. There's a world of ministry. There's a world of separation. Hallelujah. And if you are not able to do it, you must not discourage others from doing it. Amen. And you, you see, as you can see, there are different levels of priest. There's the high priest, and then there's the other priest. And you realize that the higher you are, the more responsibility and the more separation. And that's why they said, the one on whom the oil has been poured. Bible says, we are all priests called of God to offer living sacrifices unto the Lord. All of us are to offer sacrifices for the Lord and to the Lord. Are you listening to me? And so as God is raising us up, you said you wanted to be priests. That's why I'm preaching. If you had said no, I wouldn't have preached what I'm preaching. But you said you wanted to be priests. Is it not you who said you wanted to be priests? I know I'm preaching. You said you wanted to be priests. I'm showing you. You see shaving your head and all these things. And as you, the oil is poured on you, it separates you from your friends. From a certain group of people altogether. You cannot have certain people as your friends and at the same time be a good priest. A priest moves with other priests. I said a priest moves with other priests. Separates you from your friends. Separates you from useless socializing. Separates you from bad company, aimless chatting, watching television, soccer, business, all kinds of secular activity. You are separated. The one upon whom the anointing oil has been poured. And I'm glad I'm a priest. And I want to invite all of you to become priests. We need lady priests and we need brother priests and all kinds of priests. It's a good life. It's a better life. It's a sweet life. I was talking to uh, one of my lecturers. 
who taught me in the medical school. And he was advising me. Not advising, I mean, I, I, I indicated to him that I was interested in going into the ministry. I mean, into preaching in the prisons. You know, then he said to me, you know, he's a professor and he's been very high in the medical work. And he said to me, since I went to the prisons to preach, I said, I have found my real work, what I'm supposed to do. So recently, I was talking to somebody who is related to him, and I asked, and I was asking, and he was saying, oh, he's 50-something years old, but he's retiring from all these things. He wants to give himself more to this priestly work. And I said, wow, retiring early from all these things. I tell you, you see, as you grow older, you take your binoculars and look to heaven. You see that you are approaching. Get me my binoculars. You see that you are approaching heaven's gates. You see the streets of gold. You see the angel. You see there is a new life, another life waiting for us over there. Grown ups who can see. You see, as you get older. Even without binoculars, you can see. Do you know binoculars? I have got some spiritual binoculars that I use to spy heaven from time to time to see whether they are building my house, whether they are building my mansion. I want to see how far they've gone. I heard they were building another house for me recently. Oh, what about you? As your, your mind is Zero on air. When God is trying to pour oil. One day. One day. Open it. One day. I can see the gates. You see this one helps you to see far. Even you can see in the night. Trying to see the borders. You see, when you are on a ship, you can't see that you are getting to the to the land. You have to pick it and spy. Some of us we are looking on earth. Our affection is on earth. Our eyes are on here. He said, I said, looking unto Jesus. Jesus is in heaven. We have to look or we have to lift up our eyes and look there. I tell you, because our eyes are and as you get older, as you keep burying your relatives. And burying your colleagues and burying your friends. You, you also know that you know the next major event is not your outgoing, it's not your wedding, or it's not whatever, but it's your departure. Okay, see whether you can see something. Oh, now look, I girl has done this. You can see. You can just see that. You can't see. You are not near. You have missed your chance. I tell you. And when I heard this professor was coming to retire early to give himself to the work of, I was touched. I said, wow. Very, very high. Because you see, as you get older, you know you can see. What are you taking from here? One day, one of my pastors 
He's a doctor. He had a vision. I didn't give him the vision. He had the vision. He was standing there when a hand appeared in heaven holding a cup. And the cup was full of this anointing oil. The oil oil that separates you. That separates you from your former friends and your people and your colleagues and a certain life. It will always separate you. That anointing. Always. It will make you different. So the hand was lifted and the oil was, the cup was full of oil. They were going to pour the oil in. As the cup turned, to pour on him, a voice shouted in heaven, Doctor! And then the hand stopped. I said, a voice shouted, Doctor! Then the hand stopped. And the oil wasn't poured again. It's like, he's a doctor. He's not a pastor. Don't give him the oil. He doesn't deserve it. Or he doesn't, shouldn't have it. What are they shouting when they are about to pour the oil over, over your hand? Money makers, stop. We don't anoint money makers. Not that we don't need money, but people whose heart is all money. When they are about to pour the oil over, say, businessman, stop. When they are about to pour the oil over, say, banker, stop. When they are about to pour the you cannot use anointing to go for PhD. You use anointing to become a priest. He said, the high priest upon whom the oil has been poured. The oil was about to be poured. He said, stop! Doctor, don't anoint him. Where is the gift? The gift is given to those who are separated. God is calling you to separate you. And use you as somebody who is different. Look at me. You can hardly see that I'm. It's like the only way you talk to me that you realize that I'm a doctor. But when you hear me preach and you hear me talk, you will not even know, you will not even know that I'm actually a doctor. Thank God. I love to be separated, Lord. Thank you. He says, "Upon whom the oil has been poured." He said, and that is consecrated to put on the garments. Shall not uncover his head, nor rend his clothes. You have been anointed to wear the dress of a priest. And to wear the garments. And the garment also symbolizes the coverings and the anointing. Pastor Moses Sonu, he said one day he was taken over from a pastor. You know, and... Uh, the, his church that he pastors now little church and he said that the pastor prayed for him he gave his testimony when he came in he said as the pastor prayed for him he felt somebody putting a cloak on him or a jacket on him if you see pastor Moses he's very quiet very calm there's nothing flamboyant or flashy about him you should see his church I've not seen any church in Ghana as big as that man's church Oh, I've never seen it. I've not seen any church as big as that man's church. Wow. In Ghana, anywhere. Never. In Soweto. Very simple. Only preaches simple. Whatever his simplicity means. I mean, what he preaches. Just whatever he preaches, what he preaches. I don't, I don't want to qualify or describe. But you know, some of you know him. What is it that makes... The thing work. 
It's something spiritual that has taken place that you can't even explain anymore. That's what I was trying to explain to you last week. That anointing is the reason you go a little behind, you will find out that there is something that has been poured on that particular priest that makes him the high priest. Where is yours? You wouldn't even want to be separated from your friends. If you think of some of the unbeliever bad company that you have, gossip. Some of you ladies, you have bad friends. You know, you, you should have ladies. You must choose your lady friend because speaking is where most of the sins come from. You have to be very careful about whom you choose as friends, so that even in your chatting, right, in your sin, you get it. You don't fall because the person you are with is not going to go into things. You have to choose. You wouldn't want to be separated from some of your unbeliever friends. How do you want the anointing? Consecrate means to separate. When God says, and I'm giving you a fresh anointing, God is saying, I'm giving you a fresh separation. Separating you afresh. I love to be separated according to his will. And he that is a high priest, he shall not uncover his head. Neither shall he go into any dead body, nor defile himself. Hallelujah. Or his father or his mother. Even he is supposed to go to fewer funerals. Verse 12. Neither shall he go out of the sanctuary, nor profane the sanctuary of his God. For the crown of the anointing oil of his God is upon him. I am the Lord. Amen. Amen. Notice verse 30. And he shall take a wife in her virginity. So he shall take a wife in her virginity. The high priest's wife was supposed to be a virgin. Wow. As the nearest, Charlie. Oh, qualify. Hello. Oh, yeah, me. Hello. Oh, baby. Zebra crossing. We are crossing to the other side of the road. Some of us are disqualifying ourselves from being the, the wife of the high priest. He's supposed to take a wife in her virgin. That means he shouldn't have slept with anybody before. Zamama lion, I tell you. <laughs> and you may ask, ah, now if she has slept with somebody. How will it affect? Fornication is one of the spiritual sins. Bible says when you commit fornication, you, you sin against yourself. And it, in all these physical things, they have some spiritual effects. Although you don't use your sexual organs to preach, it has an effect. It has an effect. I'm preaching good. <laughs> now notice, a widow. He should not also marry a widow or a divorced woman or profane or an harlot. These shall he not take, but he shall take a virgin of his own people to wife. Wow. Don't marry a widow. Don't marry profane. 
Don't marry a what? A Yinu. A lot. Divorced woman. It's like the person you must take must have a certain characteristic, Pastor Silas. I'm preaching. No, I'm telling you how some of you are so young, you get it? These things can apply to you. And some of you, you want to be the pastor's wife, then keep yourself. I remember one day I was talking to a lady. She said to me, my son was a pastor. And he got married to this lady. And he said to me, six months after they got married, is it six months? Yeah. His wife developed HIV. Full-blown HIV. That's it. I said, that's it. <laughs> Full-blown, she told me, with the running diarrhea, all that aspect. When HIV is at a certain place, you just, you are just coming with boils, lymph nodes, everything. Ulcers and funny, funny things. Weight loss. He said, she said to me, she said, my son, it was my son who married. Not, I'm not telling you a story of, I'm telling you a story of a real person who was talking to me. She said, six months after they got married, he developed, she developed full-blown AIDS, HIV. And then he, she told me that then she died. So after she died, my son also developed full-blown HIV. So he was a preacher, he was preaching. And then he died. You see, even in this era, your virginity will be even more important and how you are able to keep yourself. These things, they are real. It's just and it's a story I'm telling you. I heard that this or that. This one, I was talking to the person who was telling me, my son is dead. Even a divorced woman, don't marry her. A widow. Wow! Are you are you reading from the Bible with me? John G. Lake. Many of these older pastors, many of them married widows. Married a widow of somebody who is dead. It wasn't easy. You know John G. Lake? Yeah. I'm not saying you shouldn't marry a widow. When we went to church, they said, now, if somebody is the widow, you shouldn't marry him. I'm reading to you what is in there. Now, this is the Old Testament something. I'm reading it to you. It's giving you a guide. And even the person you marry, you know, you have to really look into it. Hold on, Are you being blessed by the priesthood? Huh? Hallelujah. Neither shall he profane his seed among the people. Amen. I believe we are blessed today. Amen. And the Lord spoke unto Moses says, Speak unto Aaron, saying, Whosoever he be of thy seed in their generation that hath any blemish, that hath any blemish, he shall not approach to offer the bread of his God. For whatsoever man he be that hath a blemish, he shall not approach a blind man. 
Now the pastors, they shouldn't be blind. Or a lame man. Or did that have a flat nose? Or anything superfluous? I inspect your neighbor's nose to see whether it's a flat nose or it's pointed. Flat noses are not supposed to be pastors. Pastor flat nose. Reverend flat nose. Or a man that is broken footed or broken handed. Or a crook backed or a dwarf. <laughs> Dwarfs are not supposed to be pastors. Motia, they are not supposed to be pastors. <laughs> Motia, they are not supposed to be pastors. <laughs> Hallelujah. A crook back or a dwarf or motia or he that has a blemish in his eye or be scurvy, scurvy, vitamin C deficiency, you are not supposed to be pastors. Or scarred, or has his stones broken. Now, so stones, no. Hey, they, <laughs> the teeth. <laughs> All right. No man that hath a blemish of the seed of Aaron the priest shall come nigh to offer the offerings of the Lord made by fire. He that hath blemish shall not come nigh to offer the bread of his God. He shall eat the bread of his God, both of the most holy. Only he shall not go in unto the veil, nor come nigh unto the altar, because he hath a blemish, that he profane not my sanctuaries, for I the Lord do sanctify them. And Moses told it unto Aaron and to his sons, and unto all the children of Israel. That's a priest. Perfect. You must be perfect. And how can we be perfect? Is it possible for us to be perfect? He that had a blemish, a crook back, scurvy, scarf, flat nose, motia, all of these are not supposed to come and be pastors. But by the blood of the Lamb of God, I said the blood that taketh away the sins of the world, you and I can become priests unto God, can serve Him in a pure and holy way, and lift up His name and honor Him and serve Him. Because we are all dwarfs. We are all uh, flat nose with scurvy and blemishes of all kinds. Good back is a what? Hunchback. A <laughs> Blemish in the eyes. If you are wearing glasses, you are not supposed to be a pastor. You are wearing glasses, you are not supposed to be a pastor. You have a blemish in your eye. But you see, all these outward physical things are speaking of that perfection that must be there spiritually as you approach the Lord to offer services to the Lord. Your heart must be clean. You must pray for mercy and beg for the grace of God so that you'll be covered with the blood as you approach the holy place and he will cleanse you he will raise you up he will call you and pour his oil I see God pouring his oil upon you 
that you may stand in the place of the temple and do his will. Stand to your feet, everybody. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your blessing, Lord. Lift your hands to the Lord and thank you. Father, thank you for your great promotion and great opportunity. Oh, just thank God that in spite of your blemishes, being a dwarf spiritually, being a crook back, a hands back, a footer, a, a, a dwarf, all kinds of things, yet God is giving you an opportunity to offer sacrifices of praise unto His holy name. We love you. We thank you. Holy, holy Lord, you are worthy.
our hearts are filled with envy, with wickedness, with evil, with lust. Oh Lord, and we say, Lord, what shall we do with all these blemishes? But we thank you for this powerful blood. That is not by works, it's not by might, it's not by strength, but it's by the grace and the mercies and the blood of the Lamb of God. Oh Lord, we come before you committing ourselves. We want to be priests unto you, Lord. We want to serve you, Lord. We want to do your will, Lord. We want to be priests unto you, Father. If you want to be a priest, I want you to come to the front quickly. If you want to be a priest, I want you to come. The Lord wants to make us into priests. Just stand here with me. You want to be a priest. Hallelujah. I just feel that we should pray this prayer together. Lift your hands to the Lord. The blood that Jesus shed for me
you came to the front. Because sometimes when the Lord wants to give you something, He will ask you to go to a particular place. He will ask you to stay in a particular place. Although it's not always necessary sometimes. And that's why the Lord said, Go and wait in Jerusalem. Go and wait in Jerusalem until the promise of the Spirit. He told about 500, but only 120 went to Jerusalem. There were others in Jericho and staying at Capernaum and Galilee, Nazareth and Bethlehem and other places. But 120 believed and they said, they said we should come to this particular place and stay here and wait. And they came. And the Lord is telling me, as you walk to the front, even though there's no difference between here and there, just walking to the front and coming, the Lord has raised the glass. He has opened the eyes. He has taken away the blemishes. He has cleansed in the blood and the power of his blood is working. That's why you shall be a priest. That's why you are going to serve him. That's why you will offer praises and glory to God. For the rude you out in the house and the rude you out in the school and they said you never make it but the Lord has moved you back in.
could never have been a priest in those days. But by the blood of the Lamb, even with your jealousy, by the blood that washes our hearts, we have also been added to the priesthood. Somebody like you, a fornicator, professional fornicator, you could never find your way into the priesthood. An abortionist, but by his blood, all those blemishes, some of us are spiritual widows. We have killed husbands in the spirit and killed marriages. Spiritual divorces. Join churches and break away from the church with the spirit of divorce. Spiritual evildoers. But here we are. Offering up sacrifices. As though we are perfect. As though we are perfect. Thank God. He said, and the high priest shall marry one that is a virgin. How many virgins and monsters come to the altar to offer? Even when we are going to marry, we sleep with each other before we marry. And we come. And still the Lord will allow us to come and worship Him. your hand and thank him. Are you glad today to be included? God bless you for listening to this message. Visit daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.